Uh, I've got about 14 costumes in this show and it, you know each one more exciting than the last. Sometimes I, I catch myself in the mirror on my way to the stage and I think, I have no idea who that creature is, but she is beautiful. Welcome to season two of the Arts Access Florida podcast. I'm your host, Malika Hollis. Each episode, we amplify the voices of the diverse art nonprofit organizations in our community. Conversations, community, and connection is right here on the Arts Access Florida podcast. Support for Arts Access Florida comes from Community Foundation Tampa Bay, championing philanthropy, encouraging and connecting givers to bring lasting good, investing in education and economic mobility. Learn more at cftampabay.org. That's cftampabay.org. Today we speak with actor Craig Paul, who plays Tracy Mills in the upcoming play, The Legend of Georgia McBride, premiering soon at the Florida Studio Theater. We chat the play, his part, and what we can gain from a diverse group of people coming together. We want to warn you there is some explicit language in this episode, but don't worry. Mostly, this is a story of one man's journey of self-discovery, from an Elvis impersonator turned drag queen extraordinaire. Hi, Craig. You're going to be in the upcoming play that is being put on by the Florida Studio Theater called The Legend of Georgia McBride. So would you mind just telling us, giving us a little summary of the show and who you play? Sure. Uh, The Legend of Georgia McBride is a tale of uh, a young man named Casey who uh, is trying to make his way as an Elvis impersonator. He, we joined the action with him at, uh, at a very down and out bar in the Florida Panhandle, uh, where despite his amazing jumpsuit and his phenomenal moves and his, his, uh, his obvious talent, no one's coming to this show. And uh, the owner of the bar finally decides that uh, he is canceling the Elvis show and maybe closing the bar, but before he does it, there's a last ditch effort to save the bar by hiring a couple of drag queens to put on a drag show. Uh, And Casey has just found out that in addition to losing his job, his Mm -hmm. wife is now pregnant and he's at the end of his rope. On the opening night of the drag show, one of the drag queens is too drunk to perform. And Casey, (laughs) who is at the bar to pick up his jumpsuits, is uh, enlisted into performing as a drag queen Um, if not against his will, certainly against his better judgment. And it turns out that he's quite good at it. And uh, through the help of his uh, drag mentor, Miss Tracy Mills, uh, he goes on to become something of a drag queen phenom. And all's going well, the money's coming in, everybody's happy. Casey's huge mistake is that he is unable to bring himself to tell his wife that he is uh, now a drag queen. When she shows up at the bar one night, hilarity ensues. Wow, this is, there's a lot going on there for Casey. 
oh yeah, no, he's, <laughs> he's, he's making all kinds of mistakes. <laughs> yeah. So, so you play, you play Tracy Mills in the show, right? Correct. So Correct. I would love to know, um, can you tell us a little bit more about that relationship? Is it a tough love relationship? Like how does Tracy help Casey become this drag queen extraordinaire? Sure. Well, Tracy Mills it has been around the block more than a couple times. Tracy is a mature drag queen and she's seen a lot, she's done a lot and she knows a lot. And uh, she has obvious affection for this puppy, Casey, <laughs> but she uh, is impatient with him and the easy assumptions that he makes about what they're doing and why. And I think it's great that you mentioned tough love because Tracy has to read him the riot act a number of times and explain to him the importance of what they're doing, not just, of course, they're there to make a living, but it's more than that. It's the ability to, to open up parts of your personality that have been stepped on your entire life, whatever your orientation. And uh, she is able to help make Casey a better man by uh, helping him find uh, the amazing woman that's within him too. So how did you get involved in this play? Well, at Florida Studio Theater, I had auditioned for FST a number of times and been Mm -hmm. called back and called back and called back and it never quite worked out. And I was beginning to think to myself, well, they like me, but they're obviously never going to hire me. <laughs> but um, but I think every actor goes through that constantly. Yeah. Um, I got a call from uh, my friend Carolyn Michael, who I met at the Oslo Theater many years ago, and she said, "You know, they're doing the Legend of Georgia McBride at Florida Studio Theater, and you should audition for the role of Miss Tracy Mills." And I said, "Thank you." I I didn't know those auditions were coming up. I just uh, uh, Kate. Uh, Alexander, the director, was in uh, in New York, where I'm based, and and I just went to the audition, and uh, holy moly, here I am. Love it. What has been your favorite part, or is your favorite part, about playing Tracy Mills? Oh, um, <laughs> I I just, I love everything about Tracy Mills. I love the fact that Tracy Mills uh, as far as Tracy's concerned, she is a great lady. She is the princess grace of her own fantasy. <laughs> um, I love the fact that she, uh, she's, she's something of a Southern belle, whether she is born to that or more likely that is put on. Um, she's creating this reality for herself that sustains her and that gives her joy and that makes her feel important and thrilled with life. Um, I also love the fact that she takes uh, no crap from anyone and doesn't put up with bullshit. I also love the fact that her taste in clothing is so unbelievably great. Uh, I've got about 14 costumes in this show and you know, each one more exciting than the last. Sometimes I, I catch myself in the mirror on my way to the stage and I think, I have no idea who that creature is, but she is beautiful. <laughs> She's got it. She has got it and then some. Wow, that's amazing. Sounds yeah. like an amazing part to play. It's, I've, it's one of the favorite roles I've ever done. I know you like me. 
while you're enjoying this episode of Arts Access Florida, we want to tell you about another podcast we think you'll like. The Zest is WUSF's podcast about food in Florida. We explore food history, chat with award-winning chefs, and more. Listen at thezestpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. When it comes to the play, what do you feel as an actor in it? What do you feel is the strongest theme that you hope the play is able to give to the audience? Um, I know they talk. I know it's a lot about family and creating ties with people who unexpectedly come together, finding your inner self, you know, probably with the character of Casey. But I'm just curious, what do you feel is one of the strongest themes? Well, one of the themes that we do touch on in the show is the, the the place of drag in the history of gay and lesbian people in America, but also um, the place of jag, drag in the understanding of gender. The beauty of this play is that these themes are are conveyed through the the medicine of laughter. I mean, it's a it's a very funny play. Mm-hmm. It's it's wildly wildly colorful and exciting. But uh, as you're as you're laughing and watching and screaming yas and dancing along with the drag queens to the numbers, <laughs> you are you're finding the the common humanity in these people who have found a safe space to express themselves, which has always been um, it's been the history of of drag in this country to a great degree, the ability of people to to express themselves in an unsafe world. Okay, so then as an actor. Why do you love telling these kinds of stories? What what about it brings you the most joy? Um, I think the interaction between the audience and the performers, particular in this piece, is really exciting as an actor. I've seldom been in a play where uh, the audience is literally screaming back at the stage and clapping <laughs> and stomping and, and uh, dancing in the aisles. Um, it's it's pretty intense. I mean, you you don't get that with Ibsen or Chekhov. I can tell you that much. <laughs> no, not quite the same material. No. <laughs> when it comes to representing the LGBTQIA community and the drag world, what what do you hope that this play is doing best to honor that community? And what is it doing best to teach that community? Well, I think um, I think what's exciting is is showing the humanity of that community i mean these people these are this is not a play about saints these people are not saintly people they are flawed individuals they are individuals with issues that they are working through um and i think there's nothing more human than that and there's nothing more universal than that the the humanity of these people is is universal and i think I think that the um, I, I think the community has been pigeonholed so many times in so many different ways. Mm-hmm. You know, you you've had us as you know predatory villains, and you've had us as you know as saintly martyrs, and you've had us as all these things that that minimize us. And uh, in this play, these are really really fully fleshed out, touching, funny, troubled people. And I think that humanity is, it speaks to the us-ness of all of us. Mm-hmm. 
And I think it's nice to have, as you said that I, I thought, it is nice to have stories of that community that are just based in a very, I don't want to use, you know, for lack of a better word, an, a normal um a normal experience, you know, they're, they're, they're a, a normal person going through normal troubles and trials and tribulations that every person has. And it, I think it's nice and important to share their stories in that way, instead of having, as you said, a, a villainized version of that, because that's not the case for every single person. So right. Great. Right. You know, there's, there's also a, there's, there's a, there's a wonderful um, line in the play uh, where one of one of the drag queens, uh, Rexy, says to Casey, "You know, drag is not for sissies. Mm -hmm. You know, this is a this it's a it's a tough gig. It's a tough job, and it requires tremendous uh, character and strength and fortitude on the part of of, of the people doing it. Um, you know, and, and not just because you're tucking your testicles up inside your body cavity. I mean, <laughs> although that's not easy, and." Um, <laughs> And I, I, but I think, especially in the history of drag, the act of, of gender transgression put you at physical peril um, right. in certain situations. Right. And I think these, you know, these, these people are to be celebrated for their sheer guts, you know, and their brass ovaries and their brass balls. Right, to just put themselves out there. Yeah. Absolutely. And Another theme that I know comes up in this play is the theme of coming together. And I'm guessing that's happening throughout the play. Why do you think this is a theme we should all subscribe to just in our daily lives? Especially now? <laughs> yeah. Well, let's, let's begin. Um, <laughs> do we have time? <laughs> I, think, I, mean, I, th I think the idea of one's chosen family um, is... is, is is pretty key. Um, I think everybody understands the importance of family, and we certainly have a tradition in the arts of of naming that importance and celebrating it. Um, but the idea of one's chosen family, in addition to, or sadly in some case, in lieu of one's biological family, mm -hmm. is pretty potent. Um, some of these people in this play have family support networks that they can rely on. Some do not, some are out there on their own and uh, it's a pretty tough, it's a pretty tough road. And the idea that uh, you make the decision, you make the choice to let people in and to care about them and to allow them to care about you and to take care of one another is really potent. And it, it's potent emotionally, it's potent economically. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's it's something that I think more people than we'd like to imagine uh, rely on for the very survival. Also, one of the things I love most about doing the show is uh, like coming out of um, uh, out of the the stage door uh, after the show. You occasionally mm -hmm. encounter audience members, and I can't tell you how many times I've I've encountered you know you know lovely lovely senior ladies who who are literally dancing on in the street after the show and they come running up saying this was the most fun I've had and I think I'm going to go home and play with makeup <laughs> you know and they were inspired yeah I think I think I think it's hard to watch this show and think to yourself I think I might want to try on some false eyelashes just to see <laughs> there is something for 
everyone in this play. Young people will will come and be thrilled with, uh, you know, the drag element, which is so part of our culture and discourse right now. Um, there'll be people who come who love the music. I'm uh, because each drag queen has her own style. So there's there's country, there's pop, there are my favorite disco standards. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, there's there's Gaga and there's, you know, Ariana Grande and there's, I mean, just you name it, we're doing it. Uh, so they should see that. It's a lot of laughs. Uh, I'd be shocked if there if you didn't cry at some point. When can people come and see the show? Well, they can come see it any number of times. I would suggest they come more than <laughs> once. You can come see The Legend of George McBride at Florida Studio Theater downtown. Uh, it's playing from April 6th through May 22nd. And uh, if they want to come see it, I would recommend them calling the FSC box office or they can visit the website. There's something for everybody. Well, thank you again for being on um, the production um, put up by the Florida Studio Theater of The Legend of Georgia McBride is coming your way soon. And thank you again for being on the podcast. How fun is Craig? So fun. We thank the Florida Studio Theater for their outstanding work and putting on a great show that can only enhance our community. Make sure you get a ticket to their show at floridastudiotheater.org to see The Legend of Georgia McBride, opening April 6th. We hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of the Arts Access Florida podcast. You can find more information on today's guests in the show notes. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram by searching Arts Access Florida or go to our website, artsaccessflorida.org to get access to the arts. That's arts, A-X-I-S-F-L dot org. Our show is a product of WUSF Public Media and made possible by our sponsors, Community Foundation Tampa Bay and Gopioff Foundation. A special thanks to our editor, Scott Walkler, and many more who make this show possible. Copyright 2022, WUSF Public Media.